Hello, welcome to this episode of The Unnoticed Entrepreneur. Today, we're going to Bangalore, India, where we've got Abhishek Koshik, who is the CEO and founder of a company called We Create Problems. Abby, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jim. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you. It's fantastic to have you. Now, you have a, a company that is building a community. You've got plans for over a million on this community to help your business to grow. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about We Create Problems and then let's talk about how and why you're building a community to build your business. So tell us about We Create Problems. Great. So VCB, which is WeCreatProblems.com, is a technical hiring software. We help talent acquisition leaders screen them uh, by coding assignments, projects, and technical questions, interview them face-to-face, -face, and onboard them in one click in your organization. So we sort of you know, streamline the entire technical hiring process. And that's what our software does. But when you started this business as students a little while ago, uh, you didn't have the kind of clients, but now you've got people like Microsoft you've mentioned already and some other blue chip companies. Just tell us, how have you been building your own brand for WCP? So we took a basic approach initially when we didn't have marketing funds, you know, so we asked our customer, hey, why did you trust us? What do you like in us? And if you like us, can you refer us to, you know, a couple of your other colleagues and references in, in the professional network. And that's how we got our second customer. So our second customer came from our first customer. Our third customer came from our second customer, right? And actually our fourth customer came from our first customer. Okay? So that's what I remember so far. <laughs> and then most of our customers, you know, came through refer. And just last year ago, we started spending on our marketing to our marketing budgets. But then uh, the initial approach was to go to customer and ask for reference to grow. Okay. And that's plainly been very successful, but you've also, I think, built a community and you have your own podcast as well. So would you like to explain the strategy behind that? Because that's quite a big task to build a community rather than just plug into an existing. Yep. We run our community, uh, technical, uh, hyphen hiring.com which is a community of technical hiring leaders, you know, throughout the world. So the objective behind building this community was to, you know, educate most of the hiring leaders to learn technical. And so we engage most of the senior hiring leaders and share their knowledge and experience to the world and how great technical recruiters are hired. And our reason to build this community was to empower more people to learn technical hiring. And then this inspiration came to me well, you know, from Canva.com. So Canva empowered everybody on this planet to design. You no longer depend on a designer to publish. And that's where we think recruiters do not need to depend on hiring managers to hire engineers. So if you want to hire an engineer, you don't need to be an engineer or you don't need help from an engineer. You can learn how to hire an engineer in simple, basic methods. So that's what technicalhiring.com envisions to do. And that's why we build this community. So to, to recognize this cause. And why are you doing this? Is it because there aren't enough technical recruitment managers in the market or you're just trying to save money? Because in effect, you're changing the way that business works for these large multinationals that are hiring. What's the business purpose behind that? Yeah, great question, Jim. So, you know, if you look at today's data and then the findings that I have, roughly nearly 40% of the engineering hours you know, of a company on average is spent on hiring engineers, not shipping product and not writing code. And that is a massive time, right? Because hiring manager and his team is interviewing people. They're, you know, 
they are sketching the plan for you know, hiring new people in the company. When a company already have a recruitment team, right? But still, recruiting recruitment team is mostly doing sourcing of talent, sourcing of candidates. They don't participate and they're not like serious decision maker in screening their brand, interviewing them. So that's where we want to want to break this status quo and we want to say, look, to hire engineers, ninety five percent of the work can be done by recruiting teams, and just the five percent of the work which hiring managers and engineers have to do to add on to their teams. And one is about the time, 40% that I said, nearly 39% of business revenue is lost because the engineers are involved in hiring engineers, right? So these are the two business reasons why uh, we think this, uh, the cause is very strong and should be hiring. So really it's a significant loss, isn't it? And presumably also when there's this dearth of talent, as the technology moves on to, for example, the metaverse, there must also be a challenge for the people internally to stay up to speed with all the technologies that their new hires would need to have. Is that another problem, Abby, as well? Yeah, of course, it is a problem. And as technology, you know, uh, progresses, Jeff, what's going to happen is more and more uh, engineering team is expected to try out new things, you know, uh, put on their time and bandwidth on building and competing against uh, different businesses, not like spending a large number of time just to hire new people or require new people, right? So we believe that engineering hiring can be liberated from engineers and, you know, be handed over to a recruiting team in more open matters. So that's why we're really receiving at technicalhiring.com. Okay, that's wonderful. I can really see that you're liberating the flow of qualified candidates into the companies. What about this strategy you've had? You talked about referrals. Once the company's got, you know, bigger and bigger, referrals may not last forever. Do you have a content strategy as well? I know that you have a podcast. So what else are you doing to spread the word? Because you're on a mission, really, aren't you? Yeah. So we do have content strategies. Well, now we, we are, you know, gone to uh, almost all the world's website where our users and buyers hangs out. We went to Hacker Noon. We went to Hacker News. We went to all GitHubs and we went to, you know, almost Taco Flow of the world to understand what is the real problem in, in hiring engineers and who has what responsibilities. We collated all the problems on a simple Google sheet and, and started writing, you know, the pain points and around those pain points, we started drafting articles and we started interviewing people, how other, others solve it. We collated the solutions to the, you know, top pain points and, and started writing our first blogs. So our initial blogs were you know, done by doing discovery of the problems and asking how they're solved with, because we, we were a very young team. And then we started learning ourselves as well, what te technical hiring is. We did a lot of hard work to build a content strategy. And today I must tell you that we have a massive subscribers on our blog community. And we have been writing, we have, we have write, written more than 200 blogs so far, you know, about technical hiring and uh, technical recruiting. So the idea is very simple. Pick a problem and go through the solution fundamentally and through first principles, explain in a simple manner to our audience. And that's why we generate a lot of leads through our content. Uh, almost today, we're generating roughly five to eight, you know, MQLs every day through our content uh, piece. So, so I consider that's a, that's a decent achievement, but we want to grow 5x uh, on top of that now. That isn't just helpless. What's an MBL? Sorry. Five to eight MQLs per day. What's uh, marketing, marketing qualified lead. Marketing qualified lead. Sorry, I probably should have known that, Andy, but uh, that's great for those of us. So marketing qualified lead. So you're getting a lot of leads. And are you also engaging in paid 
advertising and so on? Have you, or is it all really a content-led strategy? It's mostly content-led uh, strategy right now. But uh, just a couple of months back, we have started, you know, LinkedIn ads where we've given free eBooks to our, um, to our audience. We've started giving white papers and eBooks to our uh, community. We've started giving checklisted, a lot of those collaterals which can help them in technical hiring. So we have doubled down and uh, spent on ads as well in the largest two, three months. That's really interesting. What about a technology platform? Are you using one of the social media automation platforms or are you doing it all yourself? Can you give us some insight into what a technology company uses to manage its marketing content strategy? Okay, thank you. So uh, we mostly went effectual in building our entire marketing automation tool. So what we do is we've connected LinkedIn to our HubSpot and we are running on a starter plan on HubSpot. So we don't pay a lot to HubSpot as of now, but then we have, we have launched HubSpot and other tools integration pretty well. So we take input from our product through Intercom, which is again on a free or pretty much a discounted plan. And then we, you know, use HubSpot, we connected LinkedIn to HubSpot. So at the moment, Somebody downloads an ebook or, you know, the LinkedIn our team sends us a notification and that's how we engage with them through our email campaign, through or through phone numbers, etc. So that's how we are currently acquiring leads and are discovering about them. That's wonderful. Well, well, it's simple, but the idea as an entrepreneur is to build these systems that are integrated, which sounds like you've done really well. Can I just ask you about the kind of questions that you're looking for? Because you mentioned that you go into like GitHub, for example. You're going to the verticals where your audience lives. What kind of questions are you looking for that become, if like, the kernel of the articles that you're writing on your blog? Because I think it's a really key point that we should look for the, the pain in the market to respond to that. But that's a skill set not many people talk about, Abby. So how are you doing that? Do you mind sharing a bit more? Yeah, sure. So what is the initial shortcut that we did? We went to internet and figured out Hey, where are customers are dissatisfied from our uh, competitors, right? And do they give a bad review to our competitors on G2.com or, you know, on other listing sites? Do they give a bad review? So wherever they're giving a bad review because of certain reason, find out the reasons why, you know, they're giving a bad review. What, are, what was the problem that our competitors could not solve for our customers? And that's how we started, you know, picking up, building our topic clusters and built our most essential topics from that. And we got good traction, you know, we targeted to those companies and those people who actually wrote about those problems. And we say, Hey, look, actually this problem was not solved by your previous uh, vendor. Would you mind, you know, coming on a call and we will show you how we can solve this problem for you. So we went manually to one by one to each of them. That was uh, one and a half year ago story. And then what we did was we started understanding technology, uh, industrial trends towards hiring people hiring and we started and you know what is the process in a company and what is that one thing that a user needs right otherwise if he doesn't accomplish then he will lose a job so what is that user who is holding that position of acquiring talent will lose you know if he doesn't hit his number and then we started going through his mind so we started understanding his functionally social needs and emotional needs right and then we started creating three categories of articles you know articles that can help you know, solve his personal needs, social needs and emotional needs and it helped us. So these were the two different strategies that we took. So the second one came later. The first one was just hitting on our computers. Happy, that's brilliant. Wow, it's like a marketing masterclass here. So you've got, it was it social, the emotional and the functional needs. Can you give us 
maybe one example of each of those three that your avatar or your ideal customer is looking for? Can you maybe give us yeah. a couple of examples so we know what you're talking about? Sure, sure. So for example, if a head of talent acquisition wants to hire engineers, then his functional needs would be that he wants to fill 50 engineers position by end of this quarter, right? So it, that's his functional objective. His social you know, need is that somebody from his organization, either his boss or his share or LinkedIn, that this person actually achieved his number and should get a pat on the back, should be appreciated for the objective that he achieved, right? And emotional need is all about being happy and not undergoing to frustration, not going to stress while he's trying to achieve his functional needs. So that's where we say, look, you can hire being happy. You can sleep, you know, peacefully while we hire for you, right? So articles like these, you know, we see sleep better. And, and then we actually build a dashboard for them where we try to identify how they can sleep better while BCP is hiring for you, great engineers, right? So we demonstrated with presentation and, you know, real metrics, and that really helped us. So these were the three examples for each of those or Jim. I mean, I love that for a bunch of technical experts and whizzes like yourselves, you have such an intuitive grasp of the marketing process and the avatars and the customer journey is just inspiring. Can I ask, you're going to open for you offices in America and uh, here in the UK. How are you overcoming some of the marketing challenges as you go away from your base? Yeah, we all expand globally now and we are in the process of expansion. You know, we're about to set up our offices in US, Santa Maria and in, in UK. And of course we are pretty much, you know, events happening in India now. So while we're trying to expand, we're trying to hire new people in this demographics. So we want to hire new people in. US, for example, as far as marketing is concerned, we again want to go effectual in marketing because we feel the customer acquisition, uh, our true customer acquisition happens when, you know, a customer brings you customers. So we are relying a lot on, on our you know, customer's trust to build our customer's channel, but to scale, you know, at a faster rate, right? We have created three simple strategy in marketing. We are saying that, look, number one is positioning. Can we position ourselves in that industry well? Number two is lead generation. Can we know what kind of leads do we want? And number three is branding. You know, how are we going to brand ourselves uh, in the world? So we think that, uh, you know, better positioning leads to better leads and better leads leads to better brand, right? So this is the plan as of now to grow globally. And that therefore we're working on our positioning. And when I say positioning, we're working on two, again, two approaching positioning. Texture positioning and visual positioning. Are the text content right? And is our visuals right? Are they related and interlinked? You know, because today we see either visuals or, or read content. Similarly, lead gen, are these paid leads or are these, you know, unpaid leads, right? Double down on that. And branding is all about, we believe branding is not what we talk about our customers or ourselves. Branding is what customers talk about us, right? So we are creating a branding strategy where we want a customer to share our story, you know, through their handles. We want our customers to share, you know, uh, benefits of our tool on their handles. So we want to go effectually in marketing and go fundamentally, see how it turns out. I mean, that's fantastic. Final question then, how do you get the customers to share on their handles about we create problems because you don't want them to be saying, hey, guess what? We create problems. You know, how, how do you get your customers to reshare your content to build your brand using their platform? 
So Jim, many of our customers actually have done in the past and we've learned how they do this. So happy to share, you know, a couple of examples. So, you know, customers want to be your friend first, right? They want to know a person. They want to work with people who they can actually feel like a friend. They feel like companion, feel like a expert that they can reach out to in a while to solve their problems. And they should also share your problem, you know, share their problems with them. So our strategy is very simple. We want to meet friends in our customers community first so that we get to know each other well, right? Uh, a good a customer is a, your great customer when he's sharing your problems with you, you know, without even asking, right? And then that's how we're building relations with our customers. And these relations are done by two ways. People build the relation and product is building the relation. So we are we're adding emotions in product as well, right? We are adding, uh, and then we have a playbook for people to go out to, to the customers and build relation. And we have product to go out to the customers. And so when we build these relations, customers themselves feel that, oh, wow, you know, these people and these product is helping us. And it's a matter of triggering them and reminding them, hey, can you write a, a review for us? And we ask them emotionally, we, we tell them, you know, it's been 18 months working with you and we have sweat like 2400 hours of work and blood and sweat for you. So we tell a story for the last 18 months, how we've achieved what they've achieved. And we sort of make a video, etc. And we, we tell them the real thing behind our hard work and then just share the story uh, on their handles. So that's pretty much <laughs> Well, Abby, sounds like everything you're doing very well, because I'd love that you're also making a video for the client as well. Abby, if people want to find out more about you as an entrepreneur and also about We Create Problems, where can they come to find out? So we are at WeCreateProblems.com. The name is pretty simple to remember. If you search in Google VCPWECP, which stands for We Create Problems, you'll find our website and there we are. There you go. Please visit us and check out and give us feedback and try out VCP. Abby, thank you so much for joining Mangalore. And of course, I'll put your contact details in the show. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Unnoticed Entrepreneur, sharing how you're building a great brand from Bangalore that's becoming a global honor to multinational partners. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. It's wonderful talking to you, Jim. Thank you. Great to be listening to me, Jim James, here in the UK, host of The Unnoticed Entrepreneur Show. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Unnoticed Entrepreneur.